Information is power. Information Man Podcast. Now let's get back. Tell the truth. Information Man Information Man Podcast. This is Information Man. I'm in the house again. I want to thank everybody out there that has been supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been, um, so far, been very exciting for me personally. Uh, I want to do some um, some uh, some um, advertisement here right now. And that is, uh, I have two YouTube channels. I have the Information Man Show. And then I have the Information Man Speaks podcast. And I can be heard on a variety of different podcasting platforms, which I would love everybody out there to definitely follow me there and check out what I'm doing. There'll be some material on the podcast that will be different from the um, first YouTube channel, which is Information Man Show. But the podcast uh, YouTube channel, uh, a lot of the material will be connected around what I'm doing uh, in the in the podcast uh, platforms as well as on the YouTube channel. There'll be some different material here and there, but these are some of the platforms that you can certainly hear the show on. The Information Man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well. Information Man Speaks podcast. Spotify Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. That's right. So what I want to do, everybody, I really appreciate you, those of you that are out there listening. Definitely make sure you share the podcast with your friends, family, and um, hey, I'm going to keep bringing the material. I'm going to keep bringing it hard. I'm going to keep uh, telling the truth. I'm going to try to challenge your mind the way you see things. Uh, we're going to learn. We're going to do this together. We're going to work together. Uh, what I want to do is get into, as you can see, what's titled is the uh, Joker. I don't know how many of you out there went out and went to go see the Joker movie. I thought the Joker movie was a, a classic. It was one for the classics. I saw it about two weeks ago. I originally wanted to do this podcast on this particular subject matter weeks ago but uh, it's good that I had a chance to let everything that I uh, had a chance to observe analyze to assess in that particular movie um, I don't know how other people see the movie there has been some controversy around the movie prior to it uh, hitting theaters because people thought it was going to cause this mass violence in theaters, mass violence across the country because the movie is very violent. I'm going to give that warning. If you have not seen the movie, uh, it is very violent. And uh, I hope that I don't give any spoilers, spoiler alert, because I am going to talk about the movie. I'm not going to do a typical review of the movie uh, like a lot of people tend to do. I'm going to give it a psychological evaluation, a psychological assessment because I've got about 17 years of working in mental health. I've actually dealt with guys that fit the profile of the Joker character, that portrayal of Joker, uh, which I believe personally uh, that portrayal and the one that was uh, portrayed uh, in the Dark Knight series as well. And this one by uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who I think did a hell of a job and should possibly be considered for an Oscar because this movie was really about the pathology, the man, the myth, the social um, problematic uh, realities of society, realities of mental health services uh, that are rendered to be cut. Uh, this movie represented, in my mind, a lot of the, I think, the, uh, the, uh, the schizophrenia and the true analysis 
critically that is manifested by American society, what can happen to a man, a woman, to anyone when um, their back is against the wall, the system has failed them. And this, the movie really portrays, in my estimate, a true, uh, it, I think everything about it was um, reality-based. A lot of times when you look at these movies that are around characters and that are superheroes and villains, a lot of the genre is mixed up in in mythology that does not really exist. I think Gotham City was realistic, the people, the attitude, uh, because like any city, they were going through social problems. People were being frustrated. And I've got to say, because I always have to tell, um, you know, the truth. Tell the truth. You know, this movie speaks to the social commentary that the rich get richer, the poor get poor, and the rich seem to um, be so corrupt. Uh, the government, uh, when you look at this uh, fictional Gotham City that they portrayed in the this particular Joker movie, to me, it was the most realistic of any movie around the Batman genre with Joker because you could really see yourself in this movie. Uh, the caricatures in the movie, the um, the grittiness of the movie, the character, the in-depth, the depth of the character psychologically as we took this journey uh, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix as playing as the Joker. And the Joker in this movie had so many problems, so many issues on so many deep layered levels. Um, I thought uh, when I put my psychological lens on this movie from a mental health aspect usually when we're doing psychotherapy on a person we're assessing people uh, and most psychiatrists what they do is you want to when you're doing psychotherapy you want to think about it like this in a metaphor you have an onion the onion has many many different layers okay so when you're doing uh, treatment with people psychologically you want to get through the layers of who they are what they are what makes them work what makes them tick the way they tick a lot of people are byproducts of their family upbringing, society that they grew up in, social economics, uh, racial issues, cultural issues, all the different uh, issues and isms in society can create um, a joker. Now, I deal with guys I've worked in the prison system for years, and I deal with guys who have done horrific crimes, uh, bank rob, you name it, I've worked with them. I've dealt with guys that were serial killers as well. And they they all have this pathology in which they arrived from, whether it be they were abused as a child, they were psychologically neglected, society turned their back on them. And I think the Joker movie, I believe a lot of people were disturbed by the Joker movie, had issues with the Joker movie, or maybe could not handle the violence because the violence to me was too real. It was... Uh, too close to home um it was to make america great again we will make america great again remember when uh donald you know that guy in the white house i don't really like saying his name in the white house i'm not gonna say his name but donald trump said that he could still get elected by his followers if he had a gun in fifth avenue and he shot someone well the joker movie i think that was uh the fact that Trump could say that, get elected, and say it with such confidence, it spoke to the, the real deep pathology of American society. America is cult-like. Um, and what happened in this movie, as the movie moved along, um, the this movie really peeled back the layers of this man, Joker, that was about to emerge, that was going to be the top villain of of Gotham eventually in the future. So you see the beginnings of how Joker really um, had his origins. Now, let me just say this. I've told people this before. I've done the studies on this. Every character that is a psychopath or a sociopath in history, whether it be Hitler, uh, whether it be um, someone like a, 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 what's the guy who... um, Charles Manson, that's right, Charles Manson. And in the case, in the case of, of, uh, of uh, the man here, Joker, 
um, the character of Joker, which I really believe is a manifestation of American society and where we are today and where we have always been. Um, what they all three characters have in, have in common is that they all wanted to be something different than what they became. For example, um, you know the story about uh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson originally, before he went on a terror like he did in this society, Charles Manson really wanted to be a musician. Okay, and he and that was one of the things that really took him to took him over the top when he unfortunately had the ladies that followed him do the deed and do some harm, serious harm. So this is a guy who wanted to be a musician, but felt he was rejected and turned away from uh, the Hollywood music scene. And the anger, the rejection, it manifested himself because one, he was an unstable individual already. And we're talking about mental illness, those that are already unstable, who cannot take rejection, cannot take the fact that society does not want to recognize them. And that, path, that, that, that the pathology that they already have, the, this, the, the unstable psyche that they already don't have, the, either their self-worth, their narcissisticness, their delusional ideations, in terms of how they see themselves in the world and how the world sees them, uh, when that system is broken by rejection, uh, it can manifest itself in what you have, like you see in these these movies with villains like Joker and villains like a Charles Manson. Now you can, let me come over to the, one of the other despicable individuals, which is Hitler. Uh, I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with the fact that Hitler, before he went into his reign of terror. Uh, this is a man who wanted to be an artist and he felt rejected by what? The largest society. In this case, it was the largest society of the, the Jewish community in Germany that controlled a big part of the arts, artsy type crowd in Germany. And at that time, Hitler was rejected by uh, those who were pretty much in that particular, um, uh, you know, uh, hipster area of arts in Germany. It was a Jewish people. So in some ways, when he rose to power and he began to do what he did to Jewish people, that was also a manifestation of the fact that he felt slighted by Jewish people. He felt it that they had somehow taken something away from him that he felt that he deserved. And people, when they're narcissistic, uh, they feel entitled they don't take rejection very well. And so later on, as we know, Hitler did terrible things to Jewish people. And some of that comes out of his own um, thirst for revenge because he blamed um, the Jewish community, among other things that he blamed the Jewish community for about his demise in terms of becoming an artist. So a lot of these uh, characters, like a Joker, they all have their beginnings and origins and their feeling that someone or some people rejected them, rejected their rise to whatever they wanted to be. Okay. Um, and you know, and a lot of times uh, individuals that are like this, a lot of times they really sometimes don't have the talent that it takes and they can't handle, like I said, the rejection. Now, when you look at Joker in the movie, Joker wanted to be a comedian. Um, and in the movie, he really felt slighted by people who did not take his comedy as funny. And there was a scene with, um, I believe, Robert De Niro, who plays a character, plays the character, the talk show host in the movie, who sort of made fun of Joker, uh, made fun of his uh, comedy routine. And eventually in the movie, he got invited uh, on the show sort of as like a gag joke. OK, now. Let me go into this area of the movie. Let me get right into this part of the movie. In the movie, uh, you see Joker dressed as a clown. He worked for a company that would send clowns out to schools and clowns out to advertise stuff at different stores and shops. And um, this is a guy that was made fun of. He was beaten by people. People would steal from him. So he was sort of a, a very, uh, what you would call it, sort of withdrawn individual not very happy uh, and I think many times in the movie he made reference to not being happy a day of his life and see this is kind of how hatred and uh, how people can evolve into the type of monsters 
like a joker uh, that would go that would lit that would now manifest themselves into being a super villain or someone that hurts people vengeance you know they take into their own hands now in the movie joker was uh mentally ill he had a therapist or a doctor that he was going to see uh, he would check in with he was under medications that he had to take and then to come to find out that uh he was taking care of his mother uh who uh, was writing letters to uh bruce wayne's father and we later find out that the mother uh, was telling him the mother was writing letters because they were living sort of poor and squalor and she felt that Bruce Wayne the young Bruce Wayne who had a appearance in the movie who who as we know later becomes Batman well his father in the movie was portrayed and apparently Joker's mother had worked for um, Wayne Enterprises Bruce Wayne's father she spoke of having a affair with him and that somehow Joker, the character, um, was the illegitimate son of uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, Thomas Wayne, I believe, Thomas Wayne, the father. But then we later find out that the mother um, has some psychological issues herself. I believe in the movie, yes, uh, Joker, played by Joaquin Phoenix, confronted uh, Thomas Wayne saying that, hey, you are really my father. And Thomas Wayne was like, I'm not your father. You, Your mother is a delusional woman. So at one point in time, his mother worked for uh, the Wayne Corporation. They let her go at some point in time because of her mental health issues. He didn't believe it. All right, now this is what really broke him. Once again, when you're a narcissistic, when you are a psychopath, when you have a very weak system, there are so many things that could break your system. It's just like a person who you keep picking on them and picking on them, and then they have a they have a, a they they break, they have a mental break, and they go off on you. And uh, at some point in time, the Joker character in this movie got to the point where he had his break. And could not take any more. Tell the truth. And remember, you are now listening to. You are listening to Information Man podcast. That's definitely right. And I thank you. Make sure that you uh, definitely share the podcast out. Let people know about the Information Man podcast. Information Man speaks. So he began to really question his mother about her relationship with Thomas Wayne was it real was it fake and at one point in time in the movie he goes to the actual psych institution that his mother was once at and somehow he finagles or steals the records and in the records it comes out because he was told by Thomas Wayne when he confronted Thomas Wayne in the movie that your mother adopted you. Now, he didn't believe that. That was another destruction to his system. And later he finds out that his mother was in a psych facility. And what else was a big blockbuster is that his mother was mentally ill. She was delusional, delusional and narcissistic herself. Traits. And apparently she adopted uh, Joker as a child in which he was abused badly by the boyfriend and that in some way the abuse that he took and in some way the trauma that he took uh, they said to his head somehow um, manifested um, the caricature the man that would become Joker he was abused and he was a mentally abused and in the movie they did a great job the way they played off the laughter you could hear Joker laughing quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> he would laugh like that, folks. <laughs> and when he would laugh like that, he would give people a little card saying that he has a condition. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you see people who have mental health problems and they do what we would call twitches or do little things, they do things like you see people that rock themselves back and forth. Um, 
people do things what we would call self-soothing. They're trying to regulate themselves, soothe themselves, soothe themselves through the stress. And I believe, based on my experience, that the Joker character... So this is why the movie was so deep on so many levels. The laughter was really a way for him to soothe and deal with the mental health issues. So it's just the same as rocking back and forth. It was a condition that he had. He would constantly laugh. When he would laugh when things were not funny, he would laugh when he was nervous. When he was in situations, he would laugh. And like I said, it was for Joker, for the character Joker, he it was being used as a coping mechanism to deal with whatever stressors he had to deal with with society. And I must say, sometimes when people have these kind of mental illnesses, they seem to be, they tend to be withdrawn, stay to themselves, be a loner, um, don't get very socially awkward. Now, so he, he found out that the mother basically had lied to him about being the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne. He felt very slighted by his mother that she had lied to him about adopting him when he had been taking care of her all these years and in, in return he he was abused by a boyfriend that she had when he was growing up as a child so you know in this movie the Joker character at one point in time began to lose it and to have a psychotic or what we call a mental break and when he had that mental break he ended up taking his mother's life smothering her because she went to the hospital at some point in time while in the hospital he was concerned about her but once he learned of her betrayal to him as being that he was adopted um, he of course he wanted to take his mother's life and that was part of that was a little part in the movie that was very disturbing but another thing that was very disturbing is that there was a situation where he had met a young lady in the building um and begin to date her and have relations with her. And there were scenes where when his mother was in the hospital, that the girlfriend, the woman, would be right next to him. Uh, he was going out and hanging out with her. And so the movie kind of sucked you in because at some point you thought, okay, the Joker has a girlfriend. But then you later find out it was all in his mind. Um, he was fixed. He was all in his mind. He never had a relationship with this young lady that was a neighbor of his in the building. There was never a love scene with her. Nothing. It was all in his mind. And at one point, he he went right into her her home, her apartment, and she was saying, "Please, I've got a I, my my daughter, my child is sleeping." And she asked him to leave. So, the movie really did a great job of really making you believe that he had this relationship with this young lady that he really did not have. It was a very bizarre. I mean, a very bizarre. Situation. Information is power. I thought it was very interesting the way they put, they did that because they really sucked you in and made you think that Joker had this girlfriend and you find out that it was all in his head. So it was like very had a very strong twist to it right there. Okay. Another thing that I thought was very powerful in the movie is the fact that once he had his break. You know, he, he lost his job at the company where he was dressing as a clown and going to schools because he one of the guys that he worked with that was, you know, putting on the makeup and becoming a clown gave him a gun, which was the worst thing that could have happened to him because the gun symbolized the beginning of the Joker because it was the gun that he used to ring his terror. And that terror began because he became frustrated, and frustrated, and frustrated, and frustrated uh, by his circumstances. He was on a train, dressed in a clown outfit, and there were, I believe, three guys. They were rich guys, and um, they were picking with him. And eventually, Joker took the gun out, and he took both the lives of these men. And the city went crazy over it because they felt that the men deserved what they got because they were rich guys. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you have a situation where you have a city where people are poor. They're downtrodden. They're struggling day to day to get a paycheck from here to there. And you've got the rich that are that are thriving in the city. And I thought that was powerful because that's the same thing you've got going on in society today where the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. You've got politicians uh, like 
Donald, one, uh, you know who. In the White House, I'm not gonna say his name. Who gives permanent tax cuts to the rich and everyone that's not rich does not get a permanent tax cut. So the movie, when the when those guys were shot by Joker, as he ran off, scared after what he did, nervous over what he did, but later on he admitted that he felt good about what he did. The city, people in the city began to rally around the symbol of this Joker character wearing Joker mask because it was betrayed that it was a mask clown guy that did this. And people rallied around that because they felt that those guys represented what the one percent who didn't give a damn about them and they didn't people didn't care that they were shot by the joker matter of fact they felt that it was a a victory well in turn as i said before when joker was given that gun by the very guy who ended up portraying him in the movie causing him to be uh get fired that's when like i said the reign of joker began the gun was a representation because people see guns as power and you had this man who had no power who empowered himself in a very negative way by empowering himself through the barrel of the gun and I thought that was interesting because we live in American society where people love their guns guns rule in American society NRA controls and manipulates the government and lobbies the government about no gun control and that everybody has the right to bear arms so I thought that it was interesting in the Joker movie that it manifested itself in which Joker became started to evolve Joaquin Phoenix's character began to evolve into the Joker that we knew that we knew growing up looking at the uh, Dark Knight the violent Joker uh, through the barrel of him receiving a gun and that's interesting because guns were used to control and manipulate and take over societies America has a very potent history when it comes to guns. Americans are American society is very violent when it comes to guns. And so the Joker character in some way is a manifestation and represents the bigger barrel gun barrel of the United States of America. Because in the movie what you have with the Joker character is a frustrated white male. Just as you have frustrated, I'm going to break this down psychologically. You have white males in this society that are frustrated because they feel that they're losing or may feel that they're losing their grip on control of this society, of this world. You have the, the uh, America becoming more of a darker country as immigrants are coming in. And it's about survival of the fittest. It's about control of resources, control of everything. And so I believe Joker... Being a white male, he sort of manifests that all-American white male who feels that he has to be in control, that he needs to have some control over society, control over nature, everything. And so, in a lot of ways, Joker having the gun and shooting the three men and doing the damage that he did was a way to empower himself when he really was a small man trying to make himself a big man with a gun, but he was really a small man who was suffering from mental health issues. Now, we know that there's been situations in this society where schools have been, people have gone into schools and done terrible things in schools and Walmart, things of that nature. And the Joker character manifests a lot of those different things. He was seen as a vigilante for the people in the Gotham City. Doing the work that they, that they were uh, cheering on, that they were rallying around. It was quite uh, interesting watching that movie on so many levels. Now, this is an area of the movie that I thought definitely manifested Tell the truth. A lot of what American society has got to figure out. There was a scene in the movie when he wants he went to go see his therapist. He starts talking to her, as he did before. And he said to her that you don't really listen very well, do you? And I think that's very telling because when a person has mental illness, 
one of the most important things that you can do as a therapist with dealing with people like this is being a good listener. Sometimes people just don't want to this. They don't want you just to give them answers, but they may just need you to listen and have some sympathy and empathy and understand their circumstances. So in that scene in the movie, Joker had said to her, you don't really listen too much. Well, she had news for the Joker. Apparently, they were going to shut down and cut the funding to the program that he was going to to see a professional that he can get some counseling from every week that he could talk to. And he was able to fill up on getting his medications. In the movie, um, the therapist admitted to him that she said to the Joker character, you know, the truth of the matter is they don't really care about me, people like me trying to help people like you, and they really don't care about people like yourself. He had said to her, where am I going to go to get my medications? So I'm bringing this up because when you look at homelessness in Los Angeles, especially with black men and homelessness in Los Angeles, when you look at homelessness across this country, when you look at people struggling to get today, to tomorrow, to the next day, making a dollar a stretch as far as they can. The reason why is because there is a breakdown in the morals and, and, and the ethics of society in which we allow people that are homeless, people that are poor, people that have mental health problems to languish on the streets of America. Of America. Okay? Information is power. So I, I just had to bring that up because in that movie, I thought that was a very powerful statement because we have a very broken social uh, uh, system in this country. We have a broken medical system. We have a broken system when it comes to get, giving care and treatment to people who really need it that are on the streets, that are homeless, people that are struggling from day in and day out. And the Joker character really called it straight up in that in, in the movie when he said, you don't really listen very well. And most of us, when we're going through things, we need someone that can just listen to us, not put labels on us, and just have a voice that we can express what our frustrations are. So I thought that was very powerful in the Joker movie as well. Um, but it is clear to me that Joker, the character itself, the manifestation of that character that Joker is a byproduct of society. Just like when you look at the issue around from the pipeline from schools to the prison industrial complex system. If you have if kids, if you don't go to school or you have poor schools, you run a risk of your of children, particularly black children in this case, being part of the industrial prison complex system. So this is why we definitely need to really examine the Joker movie for what it really represented. People are going to say, well, it was too violent. I think the violence in the movie was necessary because it made it, it drove home a point. It made a point of where we really are in this society. If you went to this movie to go see a typical Joker type, you were going to be seriously uh, disappointed. I think it was the most realistic portrayal of this character. I think Joaquin Phoenix did a masterful job in his portrayal of the Joker character. Now, we find out in the movie, I'm going to go to this part of the movie, too. I'm just giving you some summaries here and there. And if you haven't seen the movie, go check it out. But those of you who have seen the movie, you know some of what I've been saying is true statements in some ways. Now, when you look at the Joker character... And what it all represents is that at the end of the day, this was a man who was sick. This is a man who uh, needed help. And I'm telling you right now, when you people are like this, and they don't get the help that they need. We're putting ourselves at risk as American society because we don't know if these if these guys are going to further involve into something very dangerous. Because in the Joker movie. As I said before, uh, Robert De Niro is in the movie. He plays the host of the TV show 
that Joker got invited to come to and Joker got on that show and he began to express his anger about the city, how they don't care about the everyday person. Doesn't that sound familiar, everybody? We have a government in the United States. Sometimes it doesn't seem as if they really give a damn about the average everyday working class person. We recently had a, another presidential debate, and I'm going to tell you right now, I absolutely learned nothing from listening to any of these folks. I don't even know why we need to vote for these folks. We should be none of the above. Get us new candidates. But to stay on topic here. This movie, like I said, is a metaphor for so many things. It is a breakdown and critique of American society because Joker is a manifestation of his upbringing of American society. And let's be honest, when people say that this movie was violent, well, America is violent. We go to war. We destroy things all across the world with our missiles. Um, You only can get and manifest that which is. And in this case, the Joker movie did a great job of really displaying all phases of the ills in our mental health system, the ills in our society, the ills of how the 1% get rich and do nothing about the problems. I'm afraid that there are many, many people out there that are a joker, meaning that they're just a few frustrating experiences away from becoming someone that could do serious harm to society like the Joker character. Now, this is where I wanted to get to, but also eventually became a reality is that the Joker realized at some point in time that he was not the real son of Thomas Wayne. Because one point in time in the movie, he went to the mansion and he met Bruce Wayne as a child. We know who he was, but he said to, he basically almost was saying, hey, me and you are related. Now, I, now we find out eventually in the movie that it's not true. He's not the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne. His mother was delusional. She lied to him. Plus, she wasn't even his real biological mother. He was adopted. Now, one of the things I see in here that's very powerful in the end of the movie, he finds out that he's not, I think it would have been very, 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 very interesting if they would have made it a fact that the Joker was the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne and that he actually was actually related to to, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne, who would later become Batman. And remember in the Batman movies, Batman became Bat Bruce Wayne became Batman eventually because he saw his mother and father killed by what we always have thought was the Joker character. In the movie, um, when he was on the television show with Robert De Niro's character, he eventually on live on air on that show began to read America a riot act as to what America really was and how they don't really care about the everyday person how they do things that drive people to desperate behavior. And in, the, in this part, the movie, he became desperate, angry, and began to do what? Take his handgun out and shoot the host played by Robert De Niro. It was a very um, gruesome scene, but it was very realistic. It was a reminiscent to the things that had been going on in this society for some time. You're listening. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. That's right. Tell the truth. I Once again, I want to thank everybody for being here again. But that part of the movie was really, I think, heavy duty. Because I always, I thought to myself, wow, they should have made it where he was related because it's like this. Bruce Wayne always blamed Joker for the murder of his parents but in the movie they don't show joker um murdering his parents but what you do see is an indirect impact of what joker did when he was at the tv show he shot the host 
he left the team. He was in the TV show. Um, he later caused such a ruckus on the outside that people start to, after he did the shooting, people started to riot. The same people who were saying, yeah, a masked guy on the bus shot those three privileged you-know-whats. So they sort of rallied around there, and there's a scene when he's out in the streets because they arrested him in the studio, put him in the police car. Someone crashes into the police car. They take him out of the police car. He's laid out on the ground. They pick him up. They're rallying around Joker. Then there's a moment when he gets up and he starts dancing around, and then you have people. That's when the coat, the coatness, uh-oh, an evil villain is born. And out of that evil villain being born, there was a scene where Thomas Wayne was in a theater, as we've known, and he's walking out with his wife, trying to get back home to safety because there was they're rioting in the streets. And what happened is there's a guy with a Joker mask on who was not Joker himself, but he killed the Waynes. And so Bruce Wayne was created his fear, the whole bats and all that situation. Bruce Wayne himself was created out of a false narrative that it was Joker that killed his mother and father. When not Joker didn't kill his mother and father directly, but indirectly by his acts, which got everyone fired up in the streets. Such in the same way that Charles Manson didn't do the actual deeds, but he had people do the deeds for him in an indirect way, but direct way. Such in the way Hitler was able to uh, get people to turn and hate on Jewish people and rally what we call propaganda and get people all riled up to the point that they would go out and do harm to Jewish people. Well, let's look at this guy we call Trump who says he's going to make America great again, right? We will make America great again. He, people are rallying around him because he's giving them a dose of what people feed into, which is hate for other people, which is turn against other people. Blame other people once again for your shortcomings. Blame other people for you not getting the job, you not having the money. In the same way that Joker began to manifest his self-hate towards society and those that he deemed looked down upon him. Those that were around him he called friends, those that had treated him poorly, even his mother who treated him very poorly in her upbringing of him, he eventually took her out when finding out that she was actually his that she really actually was delusional, that she did not know what she was talking about, about Thomas Wayne being his father, leading him on with lies. See, we can manifest these Joker characters in society by the way, the way we treat people. That's why we got to be careful about how we treat people. You never know what can trigger someone. I, tr I deal with guys where I work when you look at their criminal files and you see wow they did this they did that they took they did this and that very quickly they lost their cool they were you, you find out that they were abused they were um, a product of society you see that heavily manifested in this movie now what like I was trying to say before I thought that it would have, I really believe they should have stuck with the narrative that he was the illegitimate child because wouldn't that be interesting that Batman has this battle with Joker never knowing that Joker is actually his brother or let's say he was his, they, they'd say that he is his brother and let's say they could play off with that theme in another Batman movie. So there's so many uh, deep onion layers to the Joker movie. I just wanted to give an uh, assessment uh, from my perspective, my experience about the Joker character. I think the Joker character represents a lot of what American society suffers from, what it has been built off of, uh, bloodshed. Um, you have people today 
young people that are going into schools doing harm to their classmates, and then you later find out that they have a mental illness. I think America society, American society has done a horrible job as it relates to dealing with the issues of mental health. There are many people who cannot get their medications, cannot get the treatment that is necessary. And when you do not help people, it can manifest itself in frustration. And what, and what we do know in psychology is that when people are depressed and frustrated, frustration and depression is anger that's turned on the individual who is depressed. But it could also be turned on the larger society. So when you look at a guy like the Joker character, when he began to do violent behavior, it's because in the beginning of the movie, he was suppressing a lot of his feelings. But eventually, his feelings could no longer be bottled up. And they ended manifesting themselves in the violence. I want to say this too that there's some people out there who went to this movie once again thinking that it was going to be your typical jerk uh, joker saying it wrong now sorry about that folks <laughs> joker thinking it was gonna be the typical movie but this was really a psychological examination of him and i think you can use this movie as a psychological evaluation and examination of most individuals if not all in this society that begin to break down mentally and do harm to people I thank you everybody all of you out there listening to the information man podcast make sure that you subscribe to the podcast you are listening to information man podcast subscribe to my first channel information man show subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel information man speaks podcast and these are some of the exciting platforms that you can hear me on once again. The Information Man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well. Information Man Speaks podcast. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. Information is power. Once again, I want to thank everybody out there for listening to the program. Um, I'm going to keep it rolling with more of this type of content. I'm going to touch on all different subject matters. Um... The Joker movie was very interesting. I know there's people who may like it or may not like it. Um, I really personally think that people who did not like the movie, on some ways, it's because the movie is a true mirror of American society, a true mirror of where we are today, a true mirror that sometimes we don't want to deal with the reality that we create these type of Jokers. We contribute to creating people who will do harm to society. When we don't address mental health issues, when we don't address people who are psychotic, people who are psychopaths, sociopaths, people who have interpersonal skills that are poor, that are need to be assessed people who do not have proper coping skills i'm going to make the argument that when joker got that gun and began to do the things that he did where he was harming people and he felt emboldened to do the shoot and kill like he did is because he was coping that was manifesting itself as a coping mechanism using a gun i know it sounds unpopular it sounds interesting too too crazy but it's the truth people people are sick like this they manifest their frustration anger in so many different ways and some a lot of times it can be manifest itself in violence in this case the joker character manifested it with a gun which he can harm people and out of that destruction rises a movement now where people are rallying around this joker type character 
So when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans. People are always swayed by crowds. As an individual, you can think more consciously and more responsibly and say, well, hey, why am I doing this? But when you get into the group think and the crowd mentality, like rioting, you, you can do about anything. You can do just about anything you think you would not do. Everybody out there, thank you. This is the Information Man Show. I will be back with more presentations, more podcasts. Information is power. Information is power. Information Man Podcast. Information Man Podcast. Information Man Podcast. Information is power.